It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. It's the midweek edition prior to the refixed Ospreys game. Uh, on the line tonight, I've got William Davis. Good evening, Alan. And Dave Finn. Good evening, everyone. So, William, who was at the press conference today? Uh, it was Alton Delan and Andy Friend. You've had a week off. You're back now. It's it's all changed around. It was going to be Bristol. That was cancelled. Racing's gone. Now it's the Ospreys. So how has that affected what you're at, the, the, the change of going back to the Pro 14? And what have you analysed out of the Munster match uh, in terms of, of how that game played out? Uh, I suppose, well, with the chopping and changing, nothing's really changed. It's been, it's been nice to get a bit of a break. I think it's everyone's feeling a little bit fresher. It's obviously disappointing to miss out on those uh, those Champions Cup games because we we felt we were kind of rolling to some good form. But uh, I suppose with the Munster match, it's just more that we know we're when we're up for a game, we know we're, we're very capable of beating most teams. Uh, that includes Munster and you know Leinster and the likes. It's just about I suppose the talk this week is more how we get our focus into a game like Ospreys. We 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 want to be able to replicate that emotional. Uh, feeling for each game like our line speed we're saying has gone through the roof in recent games and that's and that's the thing we think we need to be able to bring most weeks when it doesn't need to, it shouldn't have to be an emotional build-up to get there but uh but we feel we've been in good form and hopefully we can uh keep keep that form uh going it really is a matter of winning you've got to just keep winning now there's there's no other with only one team going through to the final monster are 11 points ahead so does that change your approach a bit? Is 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 it? I know you you obviously want to win every game, but do you actually now have to go out with a slightly different mindset that it's there's no bonus points? Yes, but you have to win. It's 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 that simple. Another loss now, and it it makes it almost an impossible mountain. Yeah, no, no, I hear what you're saying. It's that that's obviously at the forefront of our minds. Um, but we know we're capable of doing it, and I suppose we've got a process to get there. And at the moment, it's 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 getting our emotion right and avoid, trying to avoid, I suppose, well, in my mind, it's trying to avoid complacency uh, on games we feel we, we know we're going to win. Uh, that, that, that seemed to be our problem over, over the years and, and even a team like Ospreys is, is, would, be, would be one that, that, that shocked us when, we, when we've feel it, what we've thought of been a, a very strong team. So in my mind, it's more, I want, I want to replicate the emotion that we've had, the emotion we've had in the last few weeks and uh, deliver a very dominant performance on a team like they like they'll have this weekend, and that'll give us the results. Yeah, and does the fact that uh, you know Ireland is is on the horizon again now for, for players, and this match will be watched very closely. It's also on the horizon for some Ospreys players with Wales. So, that, does that bring an extra pressure to a player like yourself because you're very close to that setup? Um, I think it, it might have had over the years, but. But not at the moment. No, not definitely not anymore. I'm trying to keep my head with Connacht, and you know, I think the way it is is just you play you play well enough, they'll you get you get your merit off that, and it's it, it, you can't your focus can't be a cop can't be off the thinking too far ahead like that because because that's what will really wreck you if you, if if things don't go well. So um, I'm I'm kind of more. Focus on what's in front of me right now, which is which is Ospreys this weekend, and, and I think that's the way I'm going to be on with it. It's all change again. Um, Bristol and Racing ninety two disappeared over the horizon. 
uh, and know it's the Ospreys. Um, but I suppose you're getting used to all these la- last minute, last week decisions. Yeah, it's just the it's just the way it is, isn't it? It's um, it was disappointing uh, that the European stuff um, was all postponed. Uh, what I am pleased with is we've we've got a game this coming weekend. Um, as, as we know, that was one of the postponed fixtures we had, which is the Ospreys. So to know that we've locked that in and, and we've got them here at the sports ground next Sunday is good for us because it gives us something to to target and something to aim for. So we're looking forward to that. Was it good to get a week off? I don't know how much time you got off, but to actually not have a game to prepare for that might be cancelled at the last minute that's happened to you against the Ospreys in November. Uh, just clear the head, especially after a game like Munster that maybe ask more questions than answers. It was really good, William. I won't lie. I said to a few of the boys that saw him this morning, I said, as much as I like you, Blokes, it was nice not seeing you for a week. So just not coming into the sports ground. So we were still busy. Um, there's always a lot going on, but just not having to come into the sports ground uh, w- was good. It was the break we probably all needed. Um, and I'm not going to say we had a break because there's still a lot going on, but just the, the change in routine. So people sort of bounced back in this morning and, uh, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a spring in the step and we're looking forward to, to what this week brings us. Uh, Alton was talking to us there and saying that you have to go almost day to day, week to week, match to match. But the situation maybe for coaches is slightly different because you have to win every game now. There's, there's no other escape. There's no, nothing else is going to happen unlikely that Munster are going to start losing game after game so does does that bring an added pressure uh, and does it mean you have to maybe slightly change your approach to the game? No not really like he's right we it is week to week day to day hour to hour nearly but um, yeah we, we've known even if we'd won that game against Munster uh, the last outing there we're still going to have to keep winning games of footy. So not much has really changed with that. Um, I suppose the, the tricky bit is is, is looking ahead and, and just knowing exactly what the landscape is and are these other games, you know, as, as we said there, it's basically week by week. So we know we've got Ospreys this weekend. That's all we can focus on. We know on the 5th of of, um, of Feb we've, we've got... Uh, a trip away to the Dragons. Um, so they're the, they're the next two games that we've got Ospreys into the Dragons and we'll be doing everything in our power to win those ones and, and then everything beyond that. And you've obviously looked at the end game of, of Munster um, and I, you can't dwell on it forever, but is, is the real test now if you get a similar situation where you're chasing a game and you get one chance right at the end to win it uh, is that when you'll know if the if if the learnings have have occurred that you get the job done, you make the right decisions, you get the right play away? Yeah, I, you know the, the proof's always in the pudding, isn't it? But um, I tell you, what's happened from that day? There's been some really really healthy conversations. Um, yeah, there's been some real, uh, I think, some real leadership shown from our leaders as well. Um, you know, no one wants to go in a game or finish a game like that. And, you, you, you know, it does haunt you, especially when the next weekend you're not able to play. So uh, for the boys that are out there on the field for that one, it's, you know, I know they're busting to have another another chance at it. But there's been some really good conversations. And I know, um, 
I have no doubt that the next time we're in a, in a situation similar to that, uh, we'll be a lot better equipped to make sure we, we make a collective decision that's decisive. Whether it's the right decision or not, that's sport. You know, I'm not going to say um, we, we should have done something because it's very easy in the comfort of a box to say, when you're looking down on something, to say, well, this is what I, I, I think we, we could do. Um, could have we done something different? Yeah, we could have. And I, and I think we'll be better equipped for that next time. Um, few key players missing, uh, particularly in the centre. Bundyaki still trying to fix the knee situation. Sammy Arnold has had surgery. So you're going to have to do a bit of a rejig there. So uh, Tom Daly, key man. I mean, he's he's, he's had a great season. Uh, but you're going to have to, to find somebody to go in there with him. Yeah, Tommy's been fantastic, as we've seen, as you know, Sammy Arnold's really stepped up this year too. But unfortunately, as, as you've just shared there, he's, he's had that surgery on his chest. Bundy uh, is working hard to come back. Um, we've also got Pete Robb, who's very, very close to coming back. And, and we've got young Sean O'Brien Jr. in the, in the academy, uh, who's stepped up during the course of uh, this season as well on various occasions. So, you know, it, it, we're skinny there, but we've still got, um, we've still got plenty of, of talent there. And, and I know that uh, whoever gets their chance will, t- will take it well. Ospreys maybe don't have a lot to play for, except maybe the players are trying to get into the Welsh squad. But Welsh teams have come here before and done a bit of a number. The Scarlets maybe earlier in the season got away with a, with a win that maybe wasn't, seen coming so what do you have to do for for Sunday to get the same level of intensity that we saw against Leinster and at certain times of the Munster match yeah and we actually spoke on our virtual call this morning about that you know it's it's one thing to to be able to bring that intensity uh, against Leinster and then and then against uh, against Munster but um, to make it the new us uh, you know, and basically the, the emotional side of it's all around the defence and the, the energy and the, and the aggression, the line speed we had in our defence, that'll tell you whether we're on or not. Um, but what we've got to do, that's got to become the new us. That's, it can't just roll out for enterprise stuff. So that'll be a great test as to, to see where our heads are mentally with that. And I believe if we bring that, uh, I believe it'll be too much for the Ospreys. I, I believe they've also got a fair bit to play for. Like they're sitting sitting about third or fourth in their pool, so they, they want to keep advancing. Um, I mean, at this particular point in time, we know that, or we're told that uh, it'll all finish uh, you know, after these two replay games and another five, but you just never know what's going to happen. So you know, our message to our players, just keep playing, boys. Just keep playing and try and win as many games as you can because you never know what, what's going to happen at the tail end of the season. Final question. I want to change sports for a second um, to cricket. India produced a startling performance today at the GABA in Brisbane. They have used a lot of sports psychologists um, coming from T20 IPL cricket, where most sides have one, if not two. Uh, They've talked about it, maybe not in huge amounts. Is that something that rugby's missing? I know uh, you've had use of that coming and going with Connacht, but... Is that the future? Because the way they played today was so, it wasn't carefree, but it was so structured in their belief that they were going to win this match. A very difficult thing that they did. Uh, can you, does, does that become something that rugby has to take on, even though it's a diff- completely different setup to say tennis players who use them or golfers? Yeah, and, uh, as we've shared on, on a couple of our chats, William, we are using them at the moment. You know, we got Jack Burt Whistle here who, 
um, has, has added real value to us in that performance skills role. Um, I know Flynn's done a lot of work with us prior, but it was probably more in the mental health side of things. So, but that whole uh, mind uh, part of, of the athlete to me is, is, is untapped. Uh, and I think it's a really, really important part um, for us to keep exploring and, and keep giving these, these young blokes, not only the, the skills to be strong and powerful and fast and skillful uh, with their craft out on the field, but to have the, the mind that's um, also really zoned in and, and works on dealing with pressure and dealing with adversity and, and keeping themselves self-regulated and self-aware as to, as to what makes them. We use the three C's, calm, clear and, and, and confident, walking into a game and staying in a game. So, you know, I think we're seeing that across multiple sports and you, know, you raise India today, it was a very impressive performance. I actually thought their day five of the test match in Sydney was phenomenal, how they kept that out. But um, there's obviously some, some good things going on there and, and for us, I think we're starting to see some of the benefits of that as well. Uh, you know, j- just even the day-to-day stuff around here, how people are staying positive and staying focused on um, getting a job done and, and turning up. Um, it, it sounds really simple, but you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of uncertainty out there at the moment. But people are staying on task, and I think that's a lot of the work that Jack's been doing. Is is we're seeing well, we're seeing the benefits of that now. Okay, so I suppose the big, the big thing that came out of the press conference, that's not in our section of the press conference because it would, a question was asked later on, um, was Andy Friend and, and his negotiations, the contract negotiations. Do you want to talk about it first, William, or will we, we listen to the question? Yeah, let's listen to uh, our colleague Shadid Kassan asking uh, Andy what, uh, what's happening with his contract negotiations. Andy, are you close to signing a new contract with Connacht? Yeah, having some really positive conversations with uh, the CEO, Willie Ryan, at the moment. So uh, all I can say is it is very positive. We do love it here, and um, my wife and I are very comfortable here. So uh, hopefully um, some positive news will come in the not-too-distant future. So, William, that uh, sounds like positive news from, from Andy and from the Connacht camp that it'd be really important to keep him, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think... Uh, we all knew this was this 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 situation was uh, under discussion because his contract is up at the end of the season. And while he didn't say today that it's definitely a done deal, uh, he certainly seemed to indicate that uh, he wants to stay. It's really the first time he's been asked about it in a public forum. Um, I think with the situation with Connacht, where you have twenty seven players out of contract, which is a staggering number. You nearly need to sort out the coaching ticket first so that then you have something definite for the players to say, well, this is who you'll be dealing with going forward. And if you are trying to attract new players, uh, because you mightn't be able to keep all of your current players, and to be blunt, you mightn't want to keep all of them, um, you need to have some clarity as to who's actually running the show. And I think... It suits everybody. Hopefully the deal will be done. And I think it's important for the IRFU that they see a continuation. But I genuinely think he likes it here. And he said that today. And I think it's, uh, we've always had that feeling that he feels that he may have more work to do here. And I think his leadership has been key to keeping the whole show on the road. It certainly has. Like Dave, I'm looking, just looking at his record. He has a, 
in his first season, he had a 55% winning record in the Pro 14. In the second season, 53%. And he's currently at 56%. We've never had a coach in the Pro 14 who's had that sort of continued success. It's pretty huge. We'll talk about Europe in a minute. I, I agree. I, I think William's nailed it on, on the head. It's, it's, it's the certainty. I think there's so much uncertain at the moment and regarding about what the competition is going to be for this season, what the competition is going to be for next season. So you want to minimise the amount of uncertainty in any organisation. And everything comes... You need, a, you need a figurehead. You need a fountainhead from which everything springs. And if that fountainhead is, again, a part of the uncertainty, then it exacerbates the all other aspects of uncertainty within the club in terms of 27 that 27 players guys are rowing up decisions we know everything was put on hold and it's not unique it's not unique to um to conflict in terms of the player contracts it's, it's across all four provinces but when you see a situation where well what is the certainty for next season in an uncertain world and both ourselves and we should also mention that Dan McFarland has signed a two-year extension up in Ulster so we are heading to a situation where we can say with touch wood you know we can't say again that use that word uncertainty we cannot say definitively that this will happen but everything we saw today would make you positive Andy Friend will be the coach next year at which point players can then assess themselves well who's the coach what will be set up be how will we play what is the sort of long-term plan both in terms of the season and going forward and like I said well it comes from Andy but it's much more clear-cut now if and when Andy signs, signs his new contract yeah, yeah, it's really important. Like as I say, he seems to have given us a, a reasonable amount of of consistency in the in the Pro 14, and through as you mentioned, there's loads of guys getting game time. And you look at someone like Tom Daly, who's absolutely blossomed um, since he's been given more and more game time. A lot of a lot of quality players there. Um, but in Europe, we're, we're we're struggling a little bit under Andy. Like we had we had a good first year when we got to the quarter final in the Challenge Cup, but. In the Champions Cup, we've only won two games out of out of eight, so we but, still but, struggle. But you have to, but but the, the, the level of competition that teams we're mm. playing are better. We have to yeah. accept that. Oh, I absolutely! Mean, it's Racing and it's Bristol, who are two teams who would expect to be in the in the quarterfinals. That would be their minimum requirements. Plus, also they would be looking at making the final four of their own domestic competitions. Now, these are not these are not teams that are scraping it together. These are not teams that are, are scrabbling to stay above above promotion rate. These are teams for whom winning is a minimum concept. And it does raise the stakes. Um, it does mean that you're playing teams who are playing with much more confidence, with much more uh, much more surety. And let's be frank, with much more money. So they can, if needs be, bring in another Fijian centre, which is what Racing have done this week. So let's not get... Let, let's, let, let's, let's, let's put the caveat on, we should be doing better in Europe, besides the sites, but... But then again, well, okay. Like, like, no, it's not that I'm saying. I'm just saying we're, we're struggling a little bit more, and as you say, it's because of the quality. But the one thing I would say is that you know we could and should, could have won um, in Racing, and we, we might have won in Brist, uh, against Bristol if, if we hadn't made a silly mistake. So what I'm saying is that the the, the actual win loss ratio isn't great, but we are very competitive and properly competitive, not sort of scraping the hanging on there and getting a point competitive. I'm talking about getting out there and getting try bonuses and losing bonuses against, as you call them, top, top quality teams. I think, I think yeah. the issue this season has been that, um, you know, Europe became, it was messed up going from six to four games. And now it's only really been two games. 
and it's it's moved on and we still don't fully know we might still have sub european rugby to play for connacht because they could go into a round of 16 in the challenge cup mm. that seems there was a lot of confidence it was going to happen last week in certain quarters but there are issues i'm told uh EPCR have said that things are still being negotiated. I think they're concerned that if they go for this, they would have to run off 16 games at Easter, eight in the Champions Cup and eight in the Challenge Cup. And that's a big operation to get that done. They weren't expecting this to happen, but it would be good. It would be interesting. Uh, An away match, probably because of our, we've only got a point. Uh, Maybe Leicester, from, if, if the system were panned out the way I think it might, it could be a way to Leicester or London Irish. We've never played Leicester, so that would be one for the, for the, uh, the uh, Statos because they'd be able to go, no, we've played every English team in Europe. So uh, oh, that'll, be announced, that'll, be, that'll be announced fairly soon, I'd say. Yeah, uh, we've never played Leicester, and, and we've never played Leicester, and we've never beaten London Irish. So in a competitive game, so yeah, either of them would be great. <laughs> right? Okay. So I mean, hope- I'm I'm glad Williams much because I saw a report which was a little less thrilling, which said we would if if it was played off at the moment we get Treviso. Let's, let's let's wait and see. Yeah, let's wait and see. Exactly, let's wait and see. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the team that hasn't won a game all season and who's lost their coach. Yeah, and they're out half. Anyway. All round for, yeah, and they're out half. Who's now gone to Glasgow? Ian Keekley finish off his career, I expect. Okay, let's take a quick break before we go on and preview the Ospreys game. Okay, let's get to the, the preview of the, the Ospreys game and, and we can go back to the rest of the press conference now. We've talked about the bit that interested us most, I suppose. Um, and injuries. We, we've got an injury update. There's quite a detailed injury update today, which is, which is great, I suppose. After the break, we've, we've got a good one. And, um, of course, all eyes on Bundyaki. Is he going to play? Is he not? Yeah, we know Sammy Arnold's not going to play. He's had surgery on a uh, chest muscle injury, which apparently he picked up against Racing. Uh, and they thought he'd be able to play through it, but now they decided that it was a bit worse. So he's had surgery and he's out till April, uh, which is difficult because he was playing very well and he'd set up a good relationship with Tom Daly. Uh, Bondiaki has a knee injury. Um, running on the normal Connacht pattern, if you don't train, you don't play. Uh, so I think he's going to be put through fitness tests. And if they can move him up to a level where he can train, he might be available at the weekend. Uh, and it's it's hard to judge that. They didn't really give us a complete steer. Uh, Paddy McAllister, uh, Tiernan O'Halloran, uh, they are very close to coming back along with Peter Robb. Uh, so overall, the, the, the injury scenario isn't too bad. Okay, Dave, one thing I picked up, they're, they're, they're living more in the moment. Certainly, Ulton talked a, a lot about living in the moment and figuring things out. And then they they, they were quite, open about the fact that they got that end game wrong against Munster. Did you get that from your listening of the thing? Like you were there, I when you listened to it afterwards. Um, I, the, the thing I got from Olsen was Olsen was very, very, very relaxed. I mean, mm. considering that he had just literally come out of uh, a PGR test and I've had them and you don't come out with them too relaxed. <laughs> um, they are not a relaxing experience. <laughs> so he was very chilled, very in and of the moment. They, there's a calmness. Um, 
you know, nine, most of the time there is a calmness. It's just weird. It, they they realised they made a, a hames of the end of the monster game. Mm. There's no point saying they didn't. And I think that they... I suppose it is easy to say when that you, that you know, looking back at it, that you won't necessarily make the same mistakes again. I, I've seen, I saw what happened at the end of the Monster game. I saw that happen in other games involving, especially against Irish provinces. I don't think that happens against a non-Irish team. That's my own personal reading of it, and I think they know it. And I do think that if you look at everything else, it was the first time this season I've seen a sense of panic. And that is very much a reflection on the fact that that they they're, they're much more their mindset is much more okay. This is a setback, but it's not the end of the world. Listening to Olsen, very important. Jack Bertwistle's influence on the team as a whole and individually seems to be very good. Um, like I say, they learned. They hope he they realised they made a mistake at the end of the monster game, and I think that. Heaven forbid, should the same situation happen this weekend, I don't think they'll make the same mistakes. Though I do take, think you have to take into account that they would, they, that Munster, beating Munster at home may have contributed to some of the, the slight fuzzy thinking at the end of that game. Exactly, exactly. And this, 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 is, uh, this game is important. And like the Ospreys are a team that are starting to motor now. They weren't playing very well at the start of the season, but they're doing pretty well now on that big part of it seems to be Stephen Myler, someone we would have come across back in his Northampton days way years and years ago in a, in a quarterfinal um, where he kicked us off the field and it apparently, according to Danny's stats, they're kicking the ball in a huge amount. They've kicked the ball eight and a half for eight and a half thousand metres this year and we've only kicked it for six thousand and we're, we're regarded as a kicking team. Like, wow, what do you make of that, William? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's look, it's very simple. If Connacht lose this game, uh, it's over. They're not going to catch Munster. They can barely do it now. They actually need Leinster to beat Munster on uh, Saturday night. So they've got to win this game. They've got to win all their games. And yeah. they could win all their games and they could even go to Munster and beat Munster because they will play Munster. And they could still fail to catch them. So there is a lot of pressure on this on this game. Ospreys are in a slightly different situation. They're so far behind Leinster and Munster. But Glasgow have two games in hand, and if they were to catch them, it's really all about European places. Uh, they have changed their coaching ticket. Uh, they've got some players who are... George North should probably be in the Welsh squad. There would be an argument for a lot of people in Wales who would say that Dan Lydiot and Jason Tipperick should be in uh, the starting 15 as well. Mm. Uh, they could cause a lot of damage. It's pretty. It's a pretty simple game plan. They just want to keep the ball away from their defensive area, but they are. They they don't win away from home very often outside of Wales, but I think they have improved as the season has gone on. It probably means more to Connacht to win this game in their situation, but for the development of the Ospreys and the fact that. Wales have to get themselves together for a Six Nations. The players I've just mentioned, if they all play, could be very interesting. And there's also, look, there's still Connacht players. Uh, your Finley Bealams, Dave Heffernan's, Kieran Marmion's, Quinn Roos, they're all still around the Ireland situation. So it's, it has that kind of feel to it as well. But for Connacht, it's a must-win game. It is. And like just looking... 
looking at one of the things that Ospreys are particularly good at is their scrummaging um, and looking at the weather forecast at the moment and this is where we're recording this on Tuesday evening it's going to be cold and showers on, on Sunday afternoon so we could have quite a few scrums and, and that seems to be their strong point this season I think in our previous preview of this game of the original game it was Dennis Buckley who mentioned that their scrum was particularly strong on the flip side the line out isn't their line out isn't great so Dave, you you talk about. I mean, I know you asked a question today about um, our home record. <laughs> Are you expecting us to 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 get that sorted this weekend, or what do you think we need to do to get it sorted this weekend? Oh, execute, execute. It's all about execution. It's not like we have been. I mean, the three defeats are: we dropped the ball over the we dropped the ball over the line three times. Mm-hmm. We had suddenly the weather decided to 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 to. You know, to turn completely one eighty, and we were like, we seemed to be completely thrown by that, mm-hmm. and we butchered, we 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 went the wrong way, and a last minute um, line out, and the last minute scrum. So it's it is it is execution. We may be better off playing like we're the away team, because if you compare the last two home performances compared to the last away performance, which was up in the RDS, that was about brutal efficiency, and we need to be brutally efficient this weekend. I don't know what team the Ospreys will bring with us. If they pick out their, their, their full international, they have, an uns- they have an exceptional pack. I mean, in theory, they could pick a back five, which would be as close to Wales' back five as you can get. We've got Reese Webb, who's, who's back in Wales and wants to prove a point, because he, he, he's been very badly treated over the last uh, 18 months when he was away. North has a point to prove. Scott, this, the the fight to be the centres for Wales are huge. You got Scott Williams and Owen Watkin. Um, it, so yeah, they could pick a very strong team. A bit like ourselves, we we don't quite know where they are in terms of who they'll be allowed to pick and on what they are. They haven't released an injury report, so we don't know who's coming back, who's available from them as of right now. Okay, Williams, so you're expecting us to be at full strength. You can't. You don't. You don't see us having to keep anybody rested because they, there's no reason to rest anybody at this stage, is there? They haven't had enough rugby. No, 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 there isn't. Um, because they've another, they will stop again after this for another week where I assume they'll keep training. Uh, and then the next game up is away to the Dragons on the 5th of February, which is the Friday night before the Six Nations starts on the Saturday. Um, so a lot. I mean, Andy Friend said today that uh, Andy Farrell is not specifically telling him who to pick on how long they can play for. Mm. Uh, situation in Wales is very hard to read on that. It, it, it's never really clear exactly who makes these calls. So that is a fascinating thing, is how strong a team they come with. There's also the situation that we think that the Pro 14 is going to finish. Allegedly, at the moment, it's finishing on March the 27th. Um, I can't find anybody that actually thinks that the Rainbow Cup is going to be played. So this game is very important, but it it it, it might only be part of the story as to how many games Connacht have left to play. So, Dave, I'm assuming you think we're going to win? Yeah, I'm going to think of it because... Um, this is our last home game, or if you if you if you follow the the Pro 14, this is our last home game of the season because there are no matches uh, <laughs> of any sort uh, lined up after the um, after the fifth of February. Um, and I'd like to point out there are no matches lined up 
for anybody. I mean, it's not just us. There are no much. I mean, that's the stupidity of the whole thing. They got so caught up in getting the South Africans up. When And I said it in our last time I was on the show, I don't understand why they couldn't just go, the South Africans are coming and they're arriving in September slash October. Mm. Isn't this great? And here are the fixtures for the rest of the season. Simple. Everybody's happy. Everybody knows where they stand. Instead, they absolutely butchered what's going to happen. So as of now, this is our last home game until... God alone knows when. Um, I think we can win it. I think, I think the attitude of the Ospreys could be used. I think well, they, I think they came here last year, and they their attitude was terrible. I don't think they'll come with that attitude. I think they'll be up for it. I think there's guys will still want to put their hands up because Wayne Pivak doesn't know his best fifteen at the moment. The guys will want to write the wrongs of the monster game. There are also guys who want to you know let uh, Andy Farrell know that they exist. So it could be a cracking game. And I do think we'll come out on the, on the right side of it, but we have to be a hundred percent right. And William, are you as confident as Dave that Connacht can get the victory um, required? I haven't seen the Ospreys team. I think that's the whole key to this. Is I mm. think because it actually means more to Connacht, I think they will win it. If they don't, then they're going to have to have a serious look at their home performances. I really don't think. I think teams come to the sports ground and are not. It, the fear factor has gone, and it's not just to do with the crowds not being there. Um, and ah, I mean, it is, William. It is. It's all about the crowds not being there. Come on, it's the fans that are being missed. That's what's missing the whole no, no, connection no, there. Our, it's our, all about the fans. Um, I, 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 there could be a case for it because, I mean, players aren't being intimidated. You can't be... If the loudest sound coming from the crowd, from, from the stands, is your own subs. And we saw that with the Scarlets. Yeah, yeah. That... That that that's that's I think Williams I think I think it is a factor. I don't think it's the only factor. Um I don't think Andy Andy Friend thinks it's the only factor, but it is a factor. It's well, the, I, important, well, I, it's I, the I, important from our point of view, it's the important factor because we want to get the fans back. I certainly don't want to not looking forward to standing yeah, on my own the, again no, no, at the weekend. The, the the point the point is that our record last season wasn't yeah. we, we lost games at home and I think I think Sunday is a big challenge. Uh, it's going to be a fascinating game, mm. uh, but I think yeah, I would just about I would just about go for Connacht if because um, they've more to play for. Okay, I think we can leave it there. That's good stuff from the lads. Thank you very much. And here's William with the upcoming fixtures. There's no results to talk about because there was only one game last weekend, and we won't even mention it because it was not worth mentioning because it was a train hooter in it and all that sort of stuff and well okay you can tell us what the result of that game was as well all right bye folks well just one result from last weekend in the pro 14 on saturday january the 16th it finished glasgow warriors 23 edinburgh 22 on friday the 22nd of january the scarlets versus cardiff blues with an 8 p.m kickoff on Saturday the 23rd of January, Zebra versus Edinburgh with a 1pm kickoff and Munster versus Leinster with a 7.35pm kickoff. And the game we've been previewing Sunday, January the 24th, Connacht versus the Ospreys kicking off at 3pm. Now the fixtures are still a little confused because the cancellations in Europe and the fact that games are still being made up. So... These are the games going forward. Saturday, January the 30th, Benetton versus Munster, which is a 5pm kickoff, and Scarlets versus Leinster with a 7.35pm kickoff. And then there are two games currently scheduled in February. 
Friday, February the 5th, Dragons versus Connacht, 7.35pm kickoff. And the following Friday, the 12th of February, Dragons versus Edinburgh, also kicking off at 7.35. Loose, cut it loose. Break out or nothing changes. Sad and confused. Don't wait until you... 